You're listening to You've Been Hanged, hosted by Hank Griffin, writer, man of faith, Parkinson's warrior, traveling man, and storyteller. Wonderful stories, home cooking, thoughtful lessons, and candor about life with Parkinson's are his to share. Relax for the next several minutes with your friend, neighbor, and brother who loves you. God has been kind to me. A year ago, the most worshipful Grand Master of Masons in my state called me. He asked me to serve as his chaplain. At first, I misunderstood and thought perhaps he meant for me to serve as an assistant chaplain. No, he corrected. I want you to serve as the worshipful Grand Chaplain of our jurisdiction during my time of service. It's been a year, perhaps just a little over, since that good man and I had that conversation, yet As I relate this, I'm still overcome with humility and a sense of shock, even now, as I was then. I never imagined that I might be asked to serve my Masonic community in such a way. Humbling? Yeah, more than a little. Who am I that I should be thought of to serve thus? What am I that I might be called upon, honored, even to be considered for such service? Never mind actually to be called upon. I'll tell you the answer to those two questions plainly. I am no one of any particular importance. I am nothing of any consequence. I tried hard to hit the ground running. That said, I plainly admit, I didn't know exactly how to be a grand chaplain. Don't get me wrong, I understood the importance of knowing my role in terms of ritual. This is vital in our fraternity, and I knew it was critical that I exemplify the chaplain's role there. More than that, though, I sought better to understand how to serve my brethren and their families. In the weeks and months after my appointment to this role, I struggled to learn what a chaplain needs to do to understand how to do those things, to begin to grow in my responsibilities, and finally to become what I hoped ultimately to be, a real chaplain, and to entirely disdain the thought, idea, or even the appearance of a man satisfied merely to have a title and fill a chair. How does one learn to do these things? When I was a boy of five, my grandparents loaded me, my brother, and a cousin of ours into the back of their 1973 Plymouth Fury Three, Gold, it was, with vinyl black seats. And thank goodness, ice-cold air conditioning. We drove from beautiful East Texas to Florida on our way to Disney World. Such a memory. Along the way, we stayed at several roadside motels. The first night we did so, all three of us boys were desperate to swim in the motel's pool. My brother and cousin wisely chose to occupy themselves appropriately in the shallow end of the pool, not me, though. Granddad, I want to jump in the deep water. Boy, do you even know how to swim? Granddad asked. Heck yeah, I do. Okay, then. You go ahead and I'll watch you. I jumped right into the deepest end of the pool, exhilarated by the act of jumping, thrilled with wonderful anticipation of swimming in the deep water. It was not until I began to sink that I realized, maybe I don't know how to swim. Thankfully, Granddad was as good as his word. He watched me jump, saw me sink, jumped in after me, and pulled me out of the water. After satisfying himself that I'd not drowned, he said, Boy, I think we'd better learn you how to swim. Thankfully, as a devout Latter-day Saint, I'm in possession of considerable religious training and have served in a variety of callings within my faith. I knew how to administer, how to serve, how to pray, and the importance of blessing others. 
I know these things from the perspective of serving within my worship community. In this, I knew I would most likely not jump into the waters only to sink to the bottom, thank goodness. I may not be a brisk swimmer with good form. Nevertheless, Granddad taught me how to dog paddle, to float on my back, and even to swim underwater. Thanks to Granddad, I can swim just fine, but I know very well that I'm nothing like a graceful or accomplished swimmer. In the last year, I've sought advice and counsel from men better than myself, men of experience and understanding. I'm blessed, deeply blessed, to have serving with me three assistant grand chaplains. Each of these three men are good men. They come from different backgrounds. Each is a man who has served his community with diligence. These are truly good men who've been generous with me, as I've gone to each of them seeking to better know them and to know better how to serve our community. Critical to the chaplain's role is knowing what a chaplain is. We're not necessarily pastors. Some of us are, certainly. However, the chaplain's role is distinct from that of a pastor or a bishop for my fellow Latter-day Saints. My bishop serves a church, a congregation. As chaplain, I do not serve a church. I serve a community. The community that I serve is made up of men who are of many faiths. Some, though they acknowledge the existence of God or a supreme being, are not members of any organized religion. I am blessed, wonderfully blessed, to find myself surrounded by Protestants, Catholics, Jews, Muslims, Buddhists, Deists, and good men of many other faiths and even several faithful Mormons. As worshipful grand chaplain, I'm called on to serve all men of every faith. It is an incredible privilege. Learning to do so has been a joy for me. I can't say I knew right away just how to do this. Frankly, I'm still learning. Happily, I've been blessed by the counsel, understanding, and willingness of many good men and women who have patiently and kindly given me three important things. Excellent advice, increased access to resources that help me in my role, and space to grow. The most worshipful Grand Master has proven to be unfailingly kind in allowing me to administer my role with great latitude. He has demonstrated patience as I've worked to learn to better serve a beautifully pluralistic community of men that we both love so well. I couldn't be more grateful to him, both for the unexpected blessing to serve and for his patience and kind counsel along the way. Several other good men have also whispered wise counsel, men whose fellowship I value and whose assistance has been invaluable to me. I expect most of you know who you are. Thank you so much. I sought advice from my Mormon bishop and from his ecclesiastical superior, our state president. Both of these men are exceptional servant leaders, good men, wise men, and excellent exemplars for me to learn from. They have been kind in helping me more fully know how to serve others. Not long after I was invested as Worshipful Grand Chaplain, I reached out to my church to request an ecclesiastical endorsement. The Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints endorses military chaplains. I wondered if there might be an opportunity for me to be similarly endorsed. I did not seek to gratify self. Rather, as a man of faith, I recognized that there are increased blessings that come with ordination, endorsement, and the increased access to resources that these things bring. Greater access to training, increased understanding, most importantly, the mantle of faith supported by increased blessings from the Almighty, for those I serve, and for myself as I seek to be of service to others. I strongly believe the words spoken by the ancient prophet Mosiah, who taught, when you are in the service of your fellow beings, you are only in the service of your God. 
that good man did not write, when ye are in the service of those who believe what you believe. Rather, when you're in the service of your fellow beings. When ye are in the service of your fellow beings, ye are only in the service of your God. My request for ecclesiastical endorsement has been granted. I'm already ordained as a high priest in the priesthood of my faith. Now, I will be blessed by being set apart as a chaplain and a missionary in my faith, specifically for the benefit of the Masonic community that I serve. This blessing comes with the caveat that I am not to proselytize at all. This is not a mission of conversion. Instead, I am to serve my fellow beings where they are, as they are, and according to their needs and my ability. I am told that this is the first time the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints has ever endorsed a Masonic chaplain. It is an historic intersection of my faith and my fraternity. I couldn't be more honored or humble in receiving this unique blessing. When I was a boy, my great-uncle Carl, a man who was great in every sense of the word, often taught us boys, if you want a neighbor, you have to be a neighbor. For Uncle Carl, this was a way of life. He never suggested that we should be good neighbors to those who were already being good neighbors to us. Not at all. He knew that the best way to find oneself surrounded by good neighbors was to lead by example, by being a good neighbor irrespective of anything else. Incidentally, Uncle Carl was not a Latter-day Saint. He was a good Baptist. Christ taught us to love thy neighbor as thyself. Since my earliest youth, I've been admonished to do unto others as you would have them do unto you. None of these valuable teachings suggests that we retain our loving kindness for those who believe as we do, look like we do, speak our language, or otherwise reflect ourselves to us. One of the things I love about Masonry is that Masonry teaches us to regard all of humanity as one family, no matter their station or circumstances. Whether rich or poor, we're created by the same Creator. We are inhabitants of the same planet and have a responsibility to aid, support, and protect each other. So, what's the difference in a pastor or bishop and a chaplain? Pastor or bishop serve churches. Chaplains serve communities. The community that I serve is the Grand Lodge of my jurisdiction. Ours is a community blessed to be made up of men of most any conceivable faith or understanding. In serving them and alongside them, I've come to love every single one as a brother ought to love his brother. Much love, Hank. You've been hanked. Thanks for listening to You've Been Hanked. If you enjoyed today's episode, do us a favor. Like, share, subscribe, and comment. It's easy and really makes a difference. Please help Hank help others by increasing the reach of You've Been Hanked.